And it's another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, it is the week It is Easter. indeed the week. It is Easter week. It is. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Isn't almost. It amazing? Almost. Well, almost. but still. He is yes, risen. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> he, is, he, uh, he is in fact risen. Yeah, man. I tell you what. I There is something. Maybe it's just because I'm a pastor. Yeah. Maybe it's just. Obviously, obviously, there's a huge piece of it's just um, the power of the resurrection, yeah. you know. But goodness gracious, I get fired up. It is Easter like the week. Super Bowl week for for believers. believers. Yeah, it really is. Christmas. What would you equate Christmas? Because Christmas is big too. Christmas is my favorite time of year. Right. But I think for the Christian, uh, this one this week is. Let's say this is the Super Bowl week okay. for Christians and believers and pastors. Right. What would you equate Christmas to if you had to find a man that is that's tough. Yeah. I'm not sure that I actually know the answer to that. What would you say? I don't know. I mean, I I mean it's big. It is certainly big. big. Yeah, Maybe me, it is like Christmas. <laughs> that's what I was actually <laughs> going to say. It feels like Christmas. Yeah, maybe it is in fact Christmas. there is no there is no uh counter. There is just it is Christmas. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I do have to yeah. remind myself, though, because, you know, we all, everybody loves, it's kind of like that scene from uh, Talladega Nights. Not that I've ever no, seen not, that movie. We wouldn't watch that. But, you know, everyone loves the baby Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sure. and everyone wants to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. We do need to be reminded that yep. he did indeed live 33 to third years yep. of perfection and did indeed teach remarkable things. Well, think about that. Do yeah, miraculous I mean, things. Completely changed the religious world and ultimately died on the cross for our sins. And we sometimes kind of forget that. So you have to say, not only did he die on the cross for our sins, but obviously he was raised and yeah. resurrected. So you have to say Easter is more important. Yeah. I mean, as we, as we look at that and you said he lived perfection. I mean, think about that. Like literally I was talking to you about this morning. My son had been up 45 minutes and he, he and did he not, did not live in perfection. He, he did, not, I can assure he you. did not display perfection. <laughs> I can assure you. And so now he's 12, but even me as a man that's inching ever so closely to 40, I don't think there's a day that goes by where I've been perfect. Now I can go ahead and tell you. I mean, I know that. Not, yeah, I, I know that. And so the fact that he lived 33 years. I mean, that is and, 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 you know, obviously was fully man, fully God. Uh, but but I think it points to even when you were when you were uh, preaching this past Sunday, I, for whatever reason, I listened uh, yeah, while I was seem, there this past that, Sunday. That seems but um, uh, Aaron, like, woke me up and in the in the <laughs> thank in, you, you know, no, thank we sit you. on the front row. man. There's no you there's do. no sleeping. I like, appreciate because I'm on the front row. I actually walked in. Yes. or walked in Sunday morning. And I was like, where is my wife? And so I would, I text her. I was like, where, where, where'd you go? What are you doing? Uh, and text her again. We got through the whole worship set and I was like, I don't know. Maybe she's sitting somewhere else, but we always sit up here. Right. And then right before you, uh, started preaching, she came out and sat I down see her and I said, in. where were you at? And she said, Oh, I was talking, uh, my chiropractor, she, this is the first time back after having a baby. We were just talking. I was like, why? Well, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> but like, you could have told me, you know, um, 
But but so I was thinking about as you were as you were preaching when you were talking about and and I think Tyler referenced this too. Uh, my fellow redhead, as your as we look at Palm Sunday and Jesus is entering Jerusalem and they are everybody celebrating that Jesus is coming. They're laying the palm branches down and and you know it's such a celebratory big deal. And, and, you know, you, you watch that and I, I'm sure the disciples were like, yeah, this is it. This is the dude. Yep. Like, and uh, quickly thereafter, things change. Yeah. And, and even one of his disciples would be the one, uh, to hand him over. Uh, and then those same people would say, give us Barabbas yep. and crucify this man. And, and I was listening to that and I was even thinking about our own culture and everything that's happening and how quickly things can shift. Oh, man. And and this is the um, the Messiah who who had performed miracles in front of them. So so even there's there's this moment where you're like, well, perform a miracle, and he's like, I have. You've seen it. Right. You've seen me do all these things. You you've seen me. And then Pontius Pilate is like, uh, well, I'll leave it up to y'all, but surely you're you're gonna like let me free this dude. And then they say, give us Barabbas. And then Pontius Pilate, you know the you know, wipes yeah. his hand of it, which right. which shows that he's part of it. But, um, but it's such an amazing dichotomy to go from, and, and I don't know why, for whatever reason, this past Sunday, it like just even more so hit me. Well, like, what a dichotomy yeah, from Palm Sunday to Good Friday, and then back to Resurrection. I mean, Sunday. crazy man. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, you just think about it; it's pretty remarkable. So, yeah, I mean, obviously. Uh, you know, just in the same way when we celebrate Christmas, we remind people it's not just about the pageantry. Yep. It's obviously far. It, well, it's not. It isn't about the pageantry. <laughs> all, it yeah. is about, um, you know, Christ coming to the earth uh, in Easter. Obviously, we celebrate his resurrection. And yet there still is some of the pageantry that is fun. Yeah. Some of the stuff that we enjoy. Will you all do a big Easter lunch? Uh, we will. So I think we're going to be at my father-in-law's on okay. Easter. So yes, we'll do a big lunch after, after church. The kids, I'm sure, will do Easter egg hunt after church. Uh, probably one at the church, probably one at the house, maybe multiple <laughs> at the house with all the, the grandkids. And, and, um, and so yeah, we'll do that. We'll, um, there's a, we're trying to figure out what this weekend looks like. You know, yeah. Shoreline obviously has Saturday opportunities as well. And, yep. um, and so we're trying to, you know, when, when your family lives, uh, you know, hour and a half or four hours away, you're trying to figure out what's the, yeah. what's the best way to, to handle that. And, um, but, but this is, yeah, Easter. And I think we talked about this too. Easter is kind of the official start of spring. I right. think too, it feels like, uh, and it looks like we're going to get, we're getting some warmer temperatures this week. And, uh, and so it, it, I love a beautiful sunny day on Easter, which doesn't always happen. Right. But I love a beautiful sunny day on Easter because it's like spring is here. Yes. So we were talking, uh, before the break. In fact, we were talking about our kids and talking about even as you referenced, you know, sometimes yeah. they don't display perfection, yeah, yeah. nor do we, obviously. Sure, no. And we were talking about, you know, just the realities of uh, kind of fallenness that that, yep. that sometimes it's not just always bad decisions. Like genuinely, like especially with boys, like sometimes yeah. it's just hormones and it's everything that's absent-minded. Just yeah. And you mentioned yeah. uh, you mentioned a yeah, moment not a proud related moment. to yeah. uh, an an egg hunt when you were um, eleven. Yeah, I was eleven. I was eleven or twelve. It might have even been. Let's see. I'm trying to think. I don't know. It was. 
Because there was one year the dream team, like my mom would buy us, obviously we would have our Sunday morning attire, but we would also get a after church outfit. Oh, like a secondary yeah, outfit. Yeah, so, so it would usually come from Walmart, but I remember one year it was the 92 dream team shirt. Like it had the, wow. I wish I had it. I, I'm Did sure it have it all the faces? It had all the faces oh, on there. Oh, yeah, I do yeah, remember yeah. those. Uh, yes. and, and so I, but I don't, I think this was a different year. Uh, I think to be, to be clear for our listeners who don't recall this, it wasn't their actual pictures. It was like caricatures. It, yes. Of them. Yeah. They had yeah. big heads. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was great. Uh, and so, but I think I was 11 or 12 where, you know, they have, I was still at that age where you're like, you think you're cool, but not too cool to Easter egg hunt. You still oh, are like, course. I want to, I want to participate in this. I want to. And so we're at my grandma and granddaddy's house. The older folks had already hit all the eggs. I went out the back door. And you've got siblings. I have siblings, cousins, cousins all kinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now my siblings probably weren't, but all my cousins were dead. And younger cousins. Yeah. Like younger cousins that Easter egg hunting is the pinnacle. Right. And for 11 or 12 year old, not really a pinnacle, but I'm going to beat all of y'all type right. thing. So in order to make sure that I beat all of them, I snuck out the back door and I picked up every single egg <laughs> and went back in the house. And immediately when one of the adults were like, what did you do? I, all the hormones came crashing down in my little 11, 12 year old body. And I lost my mind. It was like, I have no idea what I did. <laughs> Or why I did it? Why? I'm a good kid. I don't know. Why I'm the good I, one. Why did I? All I knew to... is I wanted to get all the eggs, and I just could not contain myself. So I went out before everybody, and I got all the eggs. And now I'm a basket case. And now you're not gonna let me hunt with everybody else because clearly I made a terrible decision. And yeah. I will never forget that. Clearly. And, I mean, so. the, 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 yeah, I think the bigger question is like, yeah, what did exactly you feel <laughs> like know. was going to be the ideal outcome of well, that? Did I think they like, were gonna? They were gonna I was like, gonna... ah, Andrew, you're so clever. Yeah. Look at you you're 11 and 12 years old way to go buddy you <laughs> did they did think it. i was gonna hey, get kids. back in the house it's everything's canceled kids yeah. sorry andrew's so much andrew's harder. the winner <laughs> he figured it out we no. wanted no it was not good no and i'll never forget it and and ever like literally every easter <laughs> i'm i'm like watching the side doors to make sure no kid is doing what i did and i may be the only one that ever did that yeah, just so dumb, man. So dumb. <clears throat> and, and you know, you, if you've ever been in those moments where at the time it felt like this is clever or they're going to think this is so funny or this is the right thing. And then when all of a sudden it hits you in the face, oh, they don't think that. <laughs> that is, that is such a, uh, heavy weight yeah. <laughs> when it just hits you in the face of like, this did not go like I thought it was oh, yeah, going to go. No doubt. Yeah. yeah that so was me. Do you all do uh, in the wood home? Do you all go all in on like actual Easter outfits and stuff of that sort for your kids? No. What typically happens? Do the matching photo. Yeah. So what typically deal? happens is Grana Grana has already bought uh, outfits for all the kids, and the girls typically usually match. Gavin will have like a button up that is similar in color. Right. And then I just kind of look in my closet and go, what is in the realm of that? I'm, I'm past the point of buying, yeah. uh, like a, a, you know, a particular outfit or something for Chris or for Easter. But, uh, but typically we try to find something that mainly for the kids, uh, that match. Now the other day we did family photos with Amanda May. Oh yeah. And, and we did. We all, we all kind of, the girls wore, uh, so the girls wore yellow dresses. 
Gavin had like a yellow and blue plaid uh, shirt. I had a blue shirt. So it, you know, we, we did the whole, uh, not completely matched, but, but in the, in the color wheel, same color wheel. I love wheel. that. You mentioned a color I'm not familiar with. What? I think it was called it yellow. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what that is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yellow. Oh. Yellow. It was yeah. yellow. No, I, I definitely prefer yellow. Yeah, I definitely prefer yellow. Yeah, we, um, <clears throat> I believe we are officially out of that stage. Yeah, I get it. Well, and I think having, it probably makes a difference having all boys. Correct. Uh, so yeah, I remember growing up, I had two older brothers and we didn't stay in that phase long, but I think with girls, I think with our daughters, it's a little bit different because they don't mind right. so much to, they actually enjoy matching. Now each that's other. not to say that we're going to just allow our boys to just to kind of walk out of the house, you know, <laughs> unkempt and In like, Crocs. yeah, like we're going to actually yeah. pay attention to what Carrie will obviously I'll be there. We have five services this Easter yeah, weekend. Yeah. I should note. Hey, listen, by, by any chance that you just don't have a church home and you're looking for a yeah. place to worship this weekend, we'd love for you to join us. You can learn all, all that you want to learn. At ShorelineKnox.com, we have a three, I think a five thirty. Yeah, be careful because uh, you may Saturday. not remember. But yeah, uh, we have a big Easter party mm-hmm. kind of in between with food trucks and things of that sort on Saturday, and then eight fifteen, nine thirty, and eleven, I believe, on Sunday. And again, don't trust me. I'm just the pastor. Go to our website, yeah, ShorelineKnox.com. Um, but yeah, so. Carrie will be getting our boys out the door on Sunday because I'll obviously already sure. be there. And so it won't be that she doesn't look and she'll probably say, Hey, let's like put on something Easter colored yeah, or yeah. like, Hey, let's make sure everything's ironed or Hey, let's actually look presentable here. But yeah, there's no more cute matching outfits. I don't believe for us. Yeah. But if you, do you already have in your mind what you're wearing? That would be, re- yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. I, I get it. Well, that's important. Right, is it going to be the same thing both Saturday and Sunday? No. No. Okay. No, it will not. So is the better outfit Saturday or Sunday? I don't know. Would the more say? casual outfit is Saturday. Is Saturday. Sure. That makes sense. More dressy Sunday. That makes sense. Yeah, it's weird. But it is yeah. something I've thought through. Well, you got to. You got to think. I mean... Here's my thing. There's that's why thousands of folks there. I need to put my best foot forward. That's right. Well, you know, Michael Jordan used to say, "I'm gonna wear when I'm out. I'm gonna wear a suit because this may be the only time somebody gets to see me, and I know how important it is." I'm not saying that's how you should wake up. You know, as a pastor, you probably shouldn't say this is the only time they're gonna get to see me. So I know how important it is for them to see me, but I do think you should, you know, care about what you're putting on. I agree. Especially, I mean, there's just something about uh, Easter Sunday, you know. Absolutely. Getting out there and in in your, uh, you'll probably wear a white collar. Uh, no, probably not. Not a white probably collar. Not. No. A tie? Will a tie be involved? No. No tie. A bolo tie. No. Maybe I'll pull out a bolo tie. <laughs> we'll see. We'll talk to you in a sec. So as we continue the conversation today on Between Sundays, Jason, last week, uh, and we put a disclaimer on our show last week because we actually recorded last Monday morning. Yeah. And, and so soon after the, the recording occurred, and our show, of course, plays on Joy 620 on Wednesdays and then is posted on you know the podcast platforms uh, after that. But, but we had recorded... You know, we had our, our regular fun time as we do, and then the news hit of what happened at uh, at Covenant Christian School there in Nashville. 
Um, and, and, you know, the, the crazy thing is, this tells you how, how kind of small town Tennessee is, is that, uh, of course, I grew up just south of Nashville, used to work in Nashville, used to live in Nashville. Uh, you have a connection to some folks at that school, um, at that church. I have, I know folks at that school, uh, in, in church. And so, this one, this one hit a little closer to home because not just our state, but we actually knew people that were directly involved. Uh, and, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, uh, because of, of the recording schedule. Uh, but let's get into a little bit of what uh, the, the tragedy that occurred, uh, there in Nashville last Monday. Um, and, and just, you know, a lot of times, People jump to obviously their political corners and they want to rant and rave about about the politics of everything. But the reality is, th- this church, this family was uh, just so many broken broken things that that occurred. And then now you have when we found out that one of the the little girls, uh, Hallie, mm-hmm. that was murdered, her dad is the pastor of the church that's connected to the school, uh, and so he's trying to shepherd his flock while also trying to shepherd his family and deal with his own loss of his of his little girl. Yeah, it is um it has been hard to to not only watch, I mean certainly hard to process. Um I shared on Sunday uh you know with with our Shoreland family uh that Chad Scruggs, who is indeed the pastor of the church there in Nashville that's connected to the school. Um <coughs> Uh, Chad went to University of Tennessee. Uh, he was there while Carrie and I were at UT. We crossed paths m- many different times. Uh, to I don't want to mislead and imply that we were super close, um, but always just a super, super great guy. He was heavily involved in Campus Crusade uh, in, in you know here in, in Knoxville, and um, and I've kind of always kind of known where he was uh, because I do know people that are connected to his ministry, connected to his church. Uh, there in Nashville, I also mentioned Sunday, um, some of you guys may know a guy named Dave Barnes. Dave is uh, kind of a, a a Knoxville product, at least uh, through high school, and uh, has been a really successful musician, and uh, many people know him as a singer-songwriter, um, but now he almost exclusively writes and writes for a whole bunch of artists that that are involved in country music, to Christian music, to really everything. And uh, and Dave's kids are there. And then uh, Jim and Jane Barnes, who was the pastor of Jim, was the pastor of Christ Covenant for many years, church planter. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they planted out of Cedar Springs uh, literally decades ago, and had just a really wonderful and, and successful ministry for for um, for many years. Uh, after retirement, Jim and Jane moved to Nashville to be closer to family. Uh, and, uh, and, and so Dave's kids are, are at that school, but also Jane, who's Dave's mom, um, uh, is on the board there, yep. uh, at the covenant school. And so, yeah, it hits really, really close. And I think the thing that I just keep going back to is, you know, immediately just, there's all of this commentary i mean i you know and why on earth does one even think to look in comment section yeah uh you know after an event like this happens but there's you know articles or not articles but there's comments in articles that are like all it took is a you know is a ring doorbell and a yeah and a and you know and a locked door and you're like no 
No, no. And, and the, you know, the more that they begin to see, and of course, I mean, some of the footage that's been put out is remarkable, and so, I mean, it's so sad, uh, but remarkable on, on the behalf of kind of the first responders who just uh, went in there. Textbook. I mean, oh. it, it needs to be played and, for law enforcement all over the country absolutely. need to watch this. And it should also be noted that the school <clears throat> was remarkably, yeah. I mean, it, every indication is that they were well-trained, well-equipped. I mean, it was one of these situations that, like, they did almost everything right on their end, yep. had doors locked, had, you know, I mean, all the things that were necessary. And then you took a look at first responders, did almost everything right, and you still have six lives yep. lost. And so it just, again, is this sad, sad reminder that evil takes but just a moment, yep. you know, and you can try your absolute best to protect yourself from it. And again, I know there's all kinds of discussions related to, you know, all of the things yep. that come related to, to guns and related to school safety and, and everything else. But, man, it takes but just a moment for evil, what it feels like to seemingly win. And um, obviously we know that the victory in the grand scheme is yep. uh, is the Lord's. But, man, it is, it's just so, so sad. And when you do have personal connections to it, uh, it's just all the more sad. It feels all the more you know, troublesome, and um, we've just grieved, as Andrew said, uh, you know, we um, we we just couldn't make it to be able to, to get back onto the air uh, in light of our schedules, uh, but I appreciate you getting into mm-hmm. the to the station and at least giving us a little bit of a of kind of a, a, a message that we were able to play for those of you that did listen last week, kind of in and out of breaks, that, that was just letting people know we're not heartless. We yeah. we, uh, we simply just didn't know at the time of recording. Yeah, I mean it's <clears throat> my biggest my biggest thing. I was sitting at my desk uh, late afternoon last Monday. What was that? The twenty seventh or yeah? I'm not I just sure. don't want to keep referencing last Monday and people would be like, "What day is that?" Uh, yeah, the twenty seventh. Uh, I was sitting at my desk and and we had had you know there was some connection of we got word that's some folks we knew um, had had heard that that a couple of their children were safe, but are still were still waiting for uh, answers about their other child. Mm. And I just kept refreshing, you know, Twitter feed and, and trying to figure out are they going to release names? And and when they released the names, um, I asked someone what the name of that child was and it was that that child and and it just it's crushing because i think my question uh you know my question as a as someone that that trusts in god's sovereignty and and understands we live in a fallen world post genesis 3 and uh and have kind of been on on your side of things uh, as as a pastor and have walked through families that they lost loved ones um, but my, my first emotion obviously was heartbreak. Just, I, I can't, even one of the little girls name was Evelyn. And yeah. so I, I can't get past like thinking, but you have an Evelyn and I have an Evelyn. And so I, I can't get past thinking like, it's just so pointless. I mean, I went home and, and talked to my wife about it that day and I was like, it's just so, that's what I kept saying. This is just so pointless and meaningless. And why did it have to happen? And it's so evil. And 
demonic and and uh, they were clearly targeted and and these poor families just wanted to take their kids to school and 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 now they're laying their kids at night and one bed is empty and just all of these questions and then what comes from that is is anger and, and so what what would your suggestion or, or um, kind of counsel to folks because I'm sure people are listening to this and there's anger there yeah. there's 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 anger by not, and I told you this before we went on air. I was like, there's anger not just of what happened on Monday, on the 27th, but but the way media and the way elected officials handled after that mm-hmm. of of kind of celebrating uh, transgenderism and celebrating some things where you're like, if you just if you were just put here on Earth this week and you watched the the dialogue, you would think some kind of pride parade was attacked, but the reality was a Christian school was attacked and, and very little was said about those folks, but a lot was said about some other folks. And so how do you process yeah. the anger? And I think that's what I'd like when we come back, like as, as believers there, certainly we, we kind of look and observe and, and, and pray, but how do we process the, yeah. um, the frustration and the anger that that I think comes comes with this. Yeah, it's certainly not an easy question, but I've got some thoughts. We'll talk more when we come back. So we ended the last segment talking about. Uh, I kind of selfishly want to get you to help process this, Jason, as uh, as a pastor, as someone that you know that that knows people that were involved. Uh, that, that go to the Covenant School and, and go to the church there in Nashville. I think a lot of folks are angry, and, and some of that anger has shown up, and we need to do this and we need to do that, and I can't believe that congressman said that, or I wish they would do. But the reality is we are bent and, and wired to want to fix things. I mean, I, I think we want to, we desire a pre-Genesis 3 world. So we as as Christians, we as just humans, we want to fix it. When we have family members that are burying loved ones, we wish we could could provide a fix for that. Yeah. But what comes from a lot of this is just anger. And I'm angry at the culture and I'm angry at the you know, I said last week to some folks, I said we're not just on a slippery slope. We are going off the cliff, accelerating downhill. And 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 yeah. there's moments where you're like there's no coming back. Is there any saving, any any changing of this outside of revival? And and so how do we process yeah. this? Yeah, thanks for this light light question that you've <laughs> given to me. No, man, it's uh I certainly don't don't make light of the situation. It's just complex. And I think there's a couple things that, that stand out to me. First, uh I do believe that anger I do believe there's a place for anger. I believe that if you see in Scripture, you even see righteous anger. Mm-hmm. I believe that you see Jesus turn the tables in the temple. I think you see moments that it is okay to to be so broken and burdened and bothered by evil. I think that, in fact, the moments that we become numb to evil and the, the moments that we simply just kind of allow it to go across our emotional radar without it impacting us is is the moment that we should probably begin to realize that that we've simply become calloused to so many things that are happening societally and 
and maybe even things that are happening personally around us. And so the, 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 the question is, though, so what do we do with that anger that comes from our opposition to evil? And, and and maybe I would start with you know there there's this um, kind of uh, there's there's this uh, this response that that circulates around Twitter and social media and it's become you know kind of the the cute little thing to say is that we, no more thoughts and prayers no more thoughts and prayers we need action well I I, I won't speak for thoughts. Because I, I do think that you know, just simply just allowing something to run across yeah, your, your, your uh, you know, across your mind is insufficient. But we need to be really careful to to step into anything that does minimize the power of prayer. Um, do I think that prayer is the only thing that we need to do? I do not. Um, but I don't think we need to minimize the power of prayer. And so, you know, again, when people say enough thoughts and prayers, no, we yeah. are going to get on our face before the Lord and we're going to cry out to a holy God who truly is the only one that can overcome some of these things. Yep. And so we're going to pray and we're not just going to pray for change. We're also going to pray for those that have been impacted. We're going to pray for the, for the, for the families that are the victims of of you know of this terrible tragedy, we're we're gonna we're gonna pray um, against uh, movements and against evil, and we're gonna pray against social confusion. We're gonna pray against these things. Heck, listen, I mean, and this won't be a popular opinion by many, but let's just think about the reality that that young lady who took whatever they are identifying her as, whatever yep. maybe she has parents. Yep. And how, how do you how do you deal with that? Yep. I mean, there there is a lot there. I mean, even from the one who's like an old teammate. I don't know if you saw where that you know, like an old teammate gets a phone call yep. out of the blue and and didn't really even know what to do with it, and just like even just the absolute the weight of probably like like guilt. Like, why did I do more? She actually reported it and like passed it on yep. to a suicide hotline. But like, just there's so much there, and so to pray is appropriate and, and it is it is um it is not just like kind of an afterthought it's not just something that well we kind of did but let's really get yeah. to the main thing no it is the main thing now do i then think that there are appropriate steps for us to take maybe beyond that yes and what i say to that is that that is where we lean in on the discerning work of the holy spirit in our life <laughs> yeah you know and we really do say like am i Am I working out of a spirit of fear? Am I working out of a spirit of, of um, you know, an, un, an unholy or an unrighteous anger? Uh, am, am, you know, am I, am I um, pushing forward something that is not of the Lord? But the idea of like, hey, I feel like I need to make a call to this person, or I want to reach out to this elected official, or I want to sign this thing or I want to become an advocate for this thing whatever that may look like for you it just needs to work its way through the filter of scripture and it needs to work its way through the filter of the holy spirit yeah and as we even as we think we're in holy week this week and Jesus knew the cross was coming <clears throat> and in leading up to that he's telling his disciples I need you to pray with me yeah I need you to pray and and I think if if Jesus is saying, I need you to pray, 
then God forbid I ever get to a place where I'm saying, enough with your prayers. Right. And the thing that's bugged me over the last week is there's some quote-unquote pastors, now I would, uh, I could dig in deeper to that, but that are, that are using that phrase, enough with the thoughts and prayers. And I'm going, that's not good theology, man. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, I'm tired of praying. Like, if you get diagnosed with cancer, and, and it's not a good diagnosis, and, and you're in stage four, you're going to look at that person and say, look, it's just, it's not enough. Enough with, the enough with it. Enough with it. It's, it's bad. Enough with the prayers. Like, this keeps happening. Like, cancer keeps happening. Yeah. You know, because we're in a fallen world. Divorce keeps happening. Abortion yeah. keeps happening. Yep. And so if we ever get to a place where we're saying prayer's not enough, or I've done all the praying I'm going to do, I think that's bad theology because our Jesus walked it for us and showed us the importance of, of prayer. Um, and, and so, and I think about those families, and I think about even in our, in, in our life, in our tough moments, in those tough moments, some of the hardest moments of our life as a, as a married couple, where did we go? We went to church. Right. We went with fellow believers, and we, what did we say? Please. Pray for us right now. Right. Please lift us up because here's the thing. Legislation's not going to bring their babies back. Supreme Court decisions aren't going to bring them comfort in the, in the dark moments when they're laying in bed at night and going, I wish I could hear my little girl's voice one more time. Right. But what will is, is, is your prayer and, and the trust that God is, is, is going to bring me through this. And, and one thing that I, talked about last week on, on my show was scripture says, and, and you mentioned this on Sunday even, which I thought was interesting. There is a day where every tear will be wiped away. There yep. will be no more cancer. There will be no more pain. That, there, that day is coming and we know that. But in the meantime, in the right now, in the same way that, that we are called to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice, Maybe it is our task to be the ones that wipe away the tears. Yeah, that's to exactly. physically wipe away the yeah. tears. Yeah, and that's exactly. And, and if I can just kind of add one additional thought in, you know, I think our temptation, especially when things happen on maybe, um, you know, a, a national, you know, to national event yeah. or or something, even though you know this deal in Nashville certainly does sure. feel different because we have some personal connection, but we're not right there. On right, the right. Um, but what we often want our response to be is something maybe bigger than it than it should be. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't mean like like more more passionate or more powerful. I don't I don't mean that. But you know, our immediate thought is what legislation can I change yep. or what can I, and, and and maybe we also just open ourselves to the spirit's prompting of like who in my life like feels like an outcast that I need to go out of my way to encourage. Like, who in my life has experienced tremendous grief? You know, they didn't lose a, a, a child due to, a, a, you know, a, a, a murder in a school shooting. Right. But they did lose their sister this past year, and they are grieving. And so I'm going to use this as an opportunity to remind me that, that someone is grieving. You know, I'm going to use this opportunity to, to make sure that I say the things that I know that I need to say to my children day in and day out. God forbid that something ever happened to them. You know, it is this idea that, again, often we look at events and we think, we look at national events or global events and we think that they should be prompting us to national or global responses. And it may be that God is sometimes using those things and will work through those things to prompt us to things that are far more personal. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. and I think 
uh, again, I think we're wired to want to fix it. Right. Uh, I think, I think also like I've, I think sometimes we need to take a, a social media break. Yeah. Uh, I had to over the last week because I saw, and it, it, the same thing happened back in June 24th when, when Roe was overturned. I saw so many things being said that just weren't true. Right. Um, that were just false. And it wasn't like people were going out of their way to be, to, to lie. They just were ignorant to the issue and right. ignorant to what was happening. And in the same way, a lot of things have been said over the last week and folks are just ignorant to the, what's going on. Right. And so there's this sense of wanting to correct all those. And I'm right. like, I can't, I can't. And there's also a temptation <clears throat> to immediately lessen your like, appreciation or like for anyone i mean yes. honestly, oh, like, boy. Immediately oh, like, boy. oh yeah. gosh like yeah like you are an idiot what yeah. are you talking about and then you, know, you see them like, in person and you want to go what are you doing yeah and you're like no like but man, it, like, it's just not helpful and so i i think uh yeah I, I think that's been that's been the thing but but here's here's the reality we, we know how it ends we know victory is there there are going to be tough times between here and and there uh, and I would just encourage listeners, never get to a place where you would say prayers are, are, are lacking or not enough. I can assure you, and, and just think about your own life in your deepest, toughest moments. What brought you through that? If you don't have hope in the God of the universe, I, I don't know what, the, like, I really legitimately don't know how you get through what these folks just dealt with right. in, in Nashville. I, I don't know. I, I, and I think about the tough moments we've had in our life. I don't know how we would have made it through. Yeah. And, and so uh, hold on to that. We'll be back. Let us pray, let us pray, and so as we finish up today, we're going to, uh, uh, today's topic's been a little bit more heavy or a little heavier than, than in the past, uh, but we, we're going to get lighthearted this last segment. So, uh, Easter is coming up, uh, and again, go to go to Shoreline Knox uh, to see all the service times. We really want you to be there. Do you all do Easter baskets? Uh, we did. We uh, and I don't. I mean, maybe we. I look, all that to say, I have nothing to do that. with that. Let me rephrase that. Does Grandma and your wife yeah. do? Do they possibly, do Easter baskets? Possibly, we do. In fact, have Easter baskets. Many of them that Grandma made herself. So love that. Uh, do you all exchange any type of Easter gift? Like, you know, you talked about your mom now, got you the T-shirt. Now, as a, as a kid, my mom always, I always woke up on Easter morning. There was a basket uh, and there was always something, right. you know. And I remember vividly uh, a gold necklace with a cross on it one year because, you know, why not? Yeah. Probably not the year I went and got all the Easter eggs, but uh, <laughs> no, probably not. maybe the year after. Um, but we we so have like they're like don't you remember little Andrew last year yeah. he stole all the eggs you know what he needs a he reminder needs Jesus. of Jesus yeah yeah um, so I don't we we kind of vary some years we've done that some years we haven't so I'm not to be honest we haven't talked about it I have no idea if we're gonna do that this year or not what about um, y'all we still I think Kara will probably still do some type of Easter basket obviously it has matured. Uh, over the years in terms of, you know, at the beginning it was, uh, you know, Easter eggs and <clears throat> sure. it was, you know, I'm sure little toys and stuff, yeah. animals and stuff like that. And now it's probably like, hey, here's a good athletic pair of shorts yeah, yeah. and T-shirt and, and, uh, and, but it would usually would come in a basket, you know, and it will always have candy. 
And really, the entire reason I look forward to the Easter basket is the candy. Now, are I mean, you are you a fan of like the giant chocolate bunny? <laughs> you know, I will say. I do enjoy the giant chocolate bunny, okay. but not the whole giant chocolate well, see, bunny. Here's the, and I prefer it to be hollow. I do not yeah. want it to be solid through. Like that, that is a, far too much. Well, chocolate. here's the thing: if you give me an Easter like ear, give me a couple of Easter bunny ears that are yeah. hollow, and it's good chocolate. Yeah. I'm well, here's I like chocolate. I have no yeah. problem with chocolate. Uh, but getting it, it's just like when you get the giant. A lollipop from like a yeah. carnival. Yeah. You're like, I mean, I don't have eight hours. No, to do no. this. Yeah, this, and, and so with the chocolate, wrap it up, you wrap it yeah. up. the next day. I was I was somewhere the other day, and somebody went into a store, came out, handed me. And I hope they don't listen to this, but they handed me. They were like, oh, I got something for everybody, and it was just like thick chocolate bunny, <laughs> and I thought. That's a lot. I mean, I can't eat this in one setting, and then I'm going to have to store it somewhere. Yeah. And are you literally putting it like a, a you know? And like, so, like, like, what do you want me to do with it? Yeah, I agree. And plastic and, wrap around it. I'm, and it's just so it. much. Like, and so, yeah, I, it's the I, same I, thing what about with a the Cadbury egg. Yeah, like something like that. I'm, I'm fine See, with. I, I, I like the size of a Cadbury. Yeah, egg. but I don't like them. Oh yeah. boy, the insides. I can't do it. Now, yeah. I what about the like Peeps? Them. What is that? What oh, they call them? No, no. I, oh, those are good. I haven't. I, I can't do that. They're kind of for me. Those are like the uh, at Christmas the Christmas cakes, the Christmas tree yes. cakes, the little Debbie Christmas tree, <laughs> which are so which amazing, is so good, so, so good. good, and dangerous. Like I, because I'll eat a whole box of those, so I wouldn't eat them. Uh, but but the little peeps is that what they're called? Peeps? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. those I, are good. I, I mean, those um, are just sugar. I just think sugar. I like probably. I don't love those for whatever reason. Um, I do very much enjoy the Reese's yeah. uh, Cadbury egg. Yeah, yeah, you know. Well, anything Reese's. Is, yeah. Now is spot that makes on. me. I'm actually going to do a little research here. I mean, because we do a ton of. Um, uh, you know, pre-show. Research. Are you looking to see if there's an Easter little Debbie? Little Debbie, come on. Oh, is there? They are, they are little, okay, so we have Little Debbie Easter Marshmallow Puffs. Hmm, okay, you maybe. Know. They also have Little Debbie Basket Cakes, which looks exactly yeah. like just their yeah, those standard are, white, you know, cake. Yep. But it has Easter colored Come on. Uh, sprinkles on top. Those are amazing. Those, the Christmas cakes. Uh, tastes so good. We also have little. I mean, we've got we have little Debbie blooming spring brownies. Come on, which are like the brownie, but has a what appears to be a purple icing on top of hmm. it. We have butterfly cakes. I mean, little Debbie's where it's have at. I clearly, all of clearly. I mean, I feel like I need to stop by the store on the way after the show. I don't know. I don't know if you should. No, I definitely don't need to. Yeah. But, but I feel like I want to. Get you a Big Gulp Mountain Dew <laughs> and little Debbie cakes. And oh, then uh, and then call your trainer and apologize. Yeah, just say, hey, I just listen, had a moment. I'm just, so sorry. I just set myself back <laughs> multiple weeks. I had a moment. I just had a moment of weakness. The Easter little Debbie cake was... <laughs> And I washed but it, it down had, with a Mountain Dew. But it had it had the Easter color yeah, sprinkles. Yeah. Were that was it a diet Mountain Dew? No, no. it wasn't. It was the full. <laughs> and I didn't get any ice, so six liters of big gulp Mountain Dew and my little Debbie cake. Oh man, that's hey, good friend, stuff, man. We appreciate you joining us each and every week. 
if there's any way that we can ever serve you, by all means, reach out. And we do pray and hope that you have just an amazing Easter. God bless you. He is risen. He's risen he is indeed. risen indeed.